What's poppin' everybody? Hope you're having a good one. My, my, my. Was there some shocking basketball for me to watch on Thursday night? We got Brooklyn headed into Milwaukee looking to go up three games to none and try and wrap this series up without even having to step James Harden on the floor. Well, it looks like Brooklyn needed their big three after all in game three as the Bucks do what they do best in using the Greek freak and his unstoppable momentum. This is what got them out to a 21-point lead after the first quarter with Giannis easily fi- flying through the lane with his sidekick Chris Middleton also helping him out with those two combining for all 30 of the Bucks points in the first. On the other side, the next struggled, scoring a season-low 11 points in a quarter. Well, the roles flipped in the second as the next the Nets picked things up and scored 31 points while the Bucks only managed to score 15, cutting the deficit to just three after being down 21 just to start the quarter, just proving the offensive abilities of the Brooklyn Nets and how no matter how good the defense is, they'll find a way to get back in the game. Bruce Brown would give the Nets their first lead of the game at the end of the third, but then Giannis would then come back and take it right back in the early minutes of the fourth with only his third made three in his 30 attempts this postseason. Crunch time now, Bucks are down after a KD tray. Drew Holiday crosses midcourt and acted as though he may sit and call a timeout, but he then spun through Brooklyn, the Brooklyn defense and got the easy finish with just 11.4 seconds left. KD would get a contestant look at the buzzer for the win, but it would be just too far as the Nets fall in the low-scoring affair, 86-83. Brooklyn was once again without James Harden, who got hurt in the opening minutes of Game 1 of this series. In my opinion, Harden is what makes this Big 3 so lethal and makes this offense run and create shots for both himself as the elite shot creator that he is and for his teammates. And when your teammates are two of the game's most lethal scorers in the game, it's pretty hard to stop. With KD and Kyrie being the elite scorers that they are, Milwaukee got physical and frustrated them and a lot of other Nets players, such as Joe Harris, who went just 1 for 11 in this game. Surprisingly, Brooklyn's defense was not too terrible, as they held Milwaukee to 86 points for just the second straight game. It was Kyrie's not best shooting performance, which was fine, but most importantly, it was the lack of help they got from their role players they have on the roster, especially Bruce Brown, who I'm not knocking his double-double, but him taking the last shot, obviously KD took the last shot, but the really good shot that they had plenty of time for, and you drive to the rack when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on your team? Come on, man, you gotta be better than that. Kevin Durant... One of the most clutch players in the league. Seven foot sharp shooter. Great, one of the greatest scorers, if not the greatest scorer of all time. And Bruce Brown takes the last shot in a playoff game? No, no. Ultimately, this performance is rare. And you will most likely not see the Brooklyn Nets ever score 83 points in the rest of this playoffs. So now we head out west where we had the Clippers trying to not fall down 2-0. In yet another series this playoffs. And this time to a much better overall team and the regular season champion, Utah Jazz. The Clippers stayed within single digits for a majority of the game, but it was clear that Donovan Mitchell was in control, as he scored 27 points in the first half alone, giving his team and the city of Salt Lake some real energy. 
But the Clips would find their way back into this one with the likes of Reggie Jackson, who scored 16 points in the third quarter, while Kawhi carried it into the fourth with a slam-jam statement dunk in the fourth. Jackson then was hit left uncontested after a Patrick Beverly steal on Kawhi Leonard. He buried that one, giving the Clips their first lead of the game on uh that steal was on Donovan Mitchell, not Kawhi Leonard, correct myself. But that gave the Clippers their first lead of the game. Oh, you could feel the momentum shift in the Clippers' direction with plenty of time to extend it and seize control of the game and potentially tie up this series feeling and more comfortable. However, after that, Clippers, the Clippers just deflated, missing nine straight shots in which the Jazz got the rebounds and hit the floor running and not looking back after that on a a 14-2 run to take Game 2, 117-111. After coming back from being down 21 at one point in this game and even taking the lead, you take the lead after a steal on Donovan Mitchell, their best player, and you feel the momentum shifting in your direction and then finding no way to convert on a single bucket over a span of the final stretch of the game, that's just disappointing. And when you have two of top stars in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, it shows a lot about what the Clippers team is and what they are possibly going to be. When you have superstars like Kawhi Leonard, once again, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and you have to find a way to finish these games like you know you can. Your team had several opportunities, and so did yourselves, and you choked those opportunities. These playoff opportunities don't come so often and championship potential like this year. It's most likely the best shot you're going to have at a championship with the West getting their returning stars in Clay Thompson and Jamal Murray, not to mention the other potential free agents that could land a spot here in the West. If the Clippers do not make it out of this series, which is going to be difficult, especially in a more experienced and chemistryized team like the Utah Jazz, then Kawhi Leonard is most likely going to leave the city of Los Angeles and pursue free agency because this big two in LA that was supposed to battle with AD and LeBron will have been a bust and it will have not worked out. Mark my words, if they do not make it out of this series, I will call this big two experiment with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard a bust. So hope you all enjoyed the take. You can debate it all and more in the comments. Subscribe for more. Like the video if you enjoyed. And I hope you all enjoyed it because it uh, put lots of effort into it. And it's interesting to see where these Clippers are headed. And because I think the Jazz could take a, potentially take control of this series. And if they get up three games to one or, if, of course, three games to oh. It's going to be rough for this Clippers organization, and I feel bad for the owner and uh, what what they're going through, wanting to get a new stadium and really trying to build this franchise again. And I thought I had hope for the Clippers. I really did. But this big two in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard just hasn't shown the potential it needs to show to be a championship-caliber team. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see it. We'll see how it turns out, and I'll keep you continue updated on the uh, NBA playoffs on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube, and I'll see you all in the next one. Have a great one.